Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanson and Moscow White. Daniel Chapman, as we do the Villa half of propaganda. What's been said about Leeds United and elsewhere in the world of football as well. Michael, you always go trolling the internet for, well, God knows what you look at on a Monday. <laughs> Get distracted. Yeah, but this is the stuff that makes it onto the show rather than the stuff that you do in your own private time. Um, and what have you found for us this well, week? I feel bad now because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with with a, a little child. Okay. <laughs> ONG, AFC. I don't know how old he's, he's. His voice isn't broken, so he's, he's pretty young. But he's proper sarcastic and miserable. Oh, which I, which I, fit right in with you then. Which I quite enjoy. I think he's I think he's on the right track, is this lad? Broken so, at fifteen. Th- so this was him at um at half time, not enjoying their performance. Okay guys, so it's half time. Yeah, we're not doing very well. Ludwig, what a debut. He's had his debut, he's got a yellow card, he's gone off injured by half time. What a debut for Ludwig. We're just doing terrible. <laughs> yeah, we're just doing terrible. The le- the left back was making his debut. Got booked. He's gone off injured. Right. What a debut. <laughs> useless. Absolutely useless. Bless him. So, yeah. There was there was him. Good luck with your channel, Owen. Hope it goes well. Bless he's not doing badly, actually. He's got, yeah. some, he's got some decent numbers on there. Better than ours. YouTube just runs on child labour, doesn't it? I suppose That's going to bury us in the algorithm when they, they pick up on that <laughs> on the transcript. YouTube are a great bunch of lads. Don't yeah. forget to like and subscribe. Yep. Don't hit that bell button. Smash, that, that, yeah. smash that like button. You gotta say. You Chad, got Her- Chad Hurley approves of us. Personally, probably. He's never said so, but, you know, he bought into Leeds, didn't he? he Correct. He did at one point agree to come on this, didn't he, Chad? Yeah, never bother pursuing that because he's he always blathers on this. There's sort of a lot of management speak going on with the Twitter. I just, it's a bit tiresome. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. <laughs> so you're welcome Chad. to come on. We will have yeah. some point. Yeah. Be a bit awkward now. We'll open with that. <laughs> not, that you're, not that you're horrible management speak, please. Uh, not, it's not management speak. It's all mo- motivational quotes and stuff like that, like what you do oh, with okay. your time kind of stuff. I think, I think the thing with Chad Hurley, I've not checked into him for a while, you need to take, there's an edge of irony in him. Yeah. He regularly pokes um, Elon Musk for being basically completely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he has yeah, no, a, I've seen that. I do, I do like that, to be fair. Yeah, he has a bit more of a, uh, a thing about you've actually got to make things, not just mm. imagine that you have made things. So you're all right by me, Chad. And, you know, you invented this uh, platform that now, what, what, what did I say? Runs on child labour. Runs on child labour. <laughs> and adult labour. And the labour of everybody who loves just making great hashtag content. Mm. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Here's Harry FC then. I have just wasted two hours of my life watching that boring, boring, boring goal of straw at Ellen Road between obviously Leeds United and Aston Villa. Um, 
yeah, we, I, I don't know what's going on, man. I genuinely don't know what's going on. We're lacking quality. Like, we're, we're lacking so much quality, urgency. Like, it was just so, so, so boring. Has he recorded that on a potato? Yeah, it's not great, is it? He's doing, no. I think it's his webcam. Yeah, they're not, they're not a happy bunch in general, aren't the Villa fans? No. Which will, which will come across um, a bit more later on. But yeah, there's a general feeling of I mean, they should, they should, I, that they should be getting more out of this. I was going to say that, but you, you said it, Moscow. Like, if I mean, it was you as well, like relegation football. It was wasn't mostly it? me. Yeah, okay, you made the good points. You yeah. might have agreed with it. Yeah, I um, made the point about them having Coutinho, Buendia, Watkins, even Danny Ings is a goal scorer, isn't he? Spent, they spent like Bailey's twenty nine million on Danny Ings, didn't they? Or something. Yeah, and then um, and he was twenty nine years old at the time. Who'd spend that sort of money on a centre forward with no resale value? Hey, Jacob Ramsey's supposed to be like quite an exciting young player, isn't he? And it's just. And they're playing like this. Yeah, he's gone set up like Burnley, hasn't he? And then Steven Gerrard's coming out after every game. There was the he threw in a little bit in his press conference where somebody was saying about oh how long you've been winless or whatever, and he was like, "Hey, you wouldn't be asking that if we'd scored, though, would you? We're one goal away from you not asking me that question." It's like, oh, but you didn't. So and that. Little, how about you answer it, you chippy prick? Well, yeah, he keeps <laughs> he keeps pushing. Does the other one the quote that went round about um he was having a go at a journalist because he's always asking about this player who's out of the team. He's like. That, that must be like the, the 20th time you've asked about that player he was aging or something It's um, he's on this podcast he's on one of the clips actually is that very oh, yeah. journalist well oh, to be fair um, I've just remembered now Bielsa did pull that with um, who was it last season Gelhart yeah saying? it might have been no it was Lewis Bate I think oh, was it yeah it was like um, you you must be a family member or a, <laughs> a, a close relative or perhaps an agent or a yeah, big but, fan but when it's said like that and through a translator it's so much more palatable yeah he was I mean uh, Bielsa like He's throwing those things. I think he was attempting to be a bit pally and a bit jokey, but also being like, just stop asking me about fringe players. Yeah, it's, it's Cameron Archer is the Villa striker that they're all obsessed with talking about. And it, I mean, it, he has fallen into that that classic thing of a young player that, that none of them are actually seeing that much, mm. but because Watkins... Has he, has he become the solution? But because Watkins can't score and Ings isn't scoring... He's the Ryan Edmondson of Aston Villa. <laughs> very much so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he is like legitimately like decent. But... So was Ryan Edmondson. Well, he's, made, he's made a career as a professional footballer. He's playing for Carlisle now, isn't he? So yeah, he's, I checked at the weekend for, for various reasons. He's had a, he, he, I think he's, I don't know if it's the same ankle as Aberdeen, but injury hit so far. But, do Aberdeen um, and Carlisle share an ankle? They do um, in Ryan Edmondson's body. Great. He took the same one with him to both clubs. Right, more from Harry FC then. I think Leeds are our biggest Premier League rivals. Like, I kind of not local, but, but we've got no one else, have we? Really. Like Wolves, that that mean nothing to me. I I I quite like Wolves. You know what I mean? I just don't like them, but like they're all right. I don't mind them. Do you know what I mean? I I, I don't mind Leeds, but like if like the, 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 I think Leeds and Villa, like Leeds v Villa means more to fans than Wolves v Villa. Do you know what I mean? But like Leeds and Villa hate each other because of like the Championship rivalry and stuff. When we were battling for promotion for years, do you know what I mean? Wolves. Wolves mean nothing to me, I'll be honest. Leeds don't mean like, that much to me, you know what I mean? I'll be like, way more than Leeds, but Premier League, when you're talking about Premier League rivals, I'll, I'll think Leeds are our big Premier League rivals, I'll be honest. I mean, it was a nice big circle he did there, which I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, they're a biggest challenge. I mean, I don't mind him. I quite like him. It took him a while to get there, and I think what he's doing is he's, he's confusing, and he, but he did mention it, but then steered away from it again, is that he's mistaking like recent short-term beef like with all the stuff mm-hmm. around promotion. And the fact he's that very be- young, is Harry. I would say he yeah. looks about sort of eighteen. Yeah, I was going to say, like we didn't spend years battling with Aston Villa for promotions. Like, yeah, one or two. I think it was one year. Yeah, essentially because were- we couldn't get close to him. Yeah, <laughs> we were shit for the vast majority of the time we were in the championship. And a game that were 
in a similar sort of spot in the Premier League. So that's why it feels a little bit closer to home. Yeah. And, you know, clubs have, have similar stature in terms of, you know, like we've won the European Cup, they've won the European Cup. Mm. Grounds not dissimilar in size, that kind of vibe. Yeah, I think um, I think the thing with the Championship was when we played them, it did feel a little bit like, look at us two, both yeah. there. It's like when you bump into some someone you know in like somewhere embarrassing, like, you know, and you're in the... Uh, you're in the swingers club and you're like, oh, hey up, mate. <laughs> no? Talk us through that, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? And who was there? It's never happened. Who, who, it, okay. was, uh, it was Keith Stroud and uh, the other fella. Right, uh, more from Harry FC then and we'll move on to someone else. It's about time Gerard grew some balls and dropped Coutinho. It's about time Gerard grew some balls and dropped John McGinn. I don't get why them two are undroppable from every single... John McGinn is the worst player at this football club. There, I've said it. John McGinn on, on ability is the worst player at this football club. Yeah, he's a club captain. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy, and it? It's absolutely ridiculous how the worst player at the club on ability is a captain. And you know what? He's a captain, and you never ever see him in any interviews, do you? Ashley Young gets pulled out for an interview today. When was the last time you seen John McGinn do an interview for Sky? What does he offer? What, genuinely, what does he offer as a captain? You don't do interviews. He's not, you know, he's not someone to look up to for the, for the press and stuff you know what I mean like do you, think, do you genuinely think younger players at Villa are looking up to John McGinn not of course they're not little fella he's a little fella and do you want to see more of John McGinn's face that's it's the worst aspect of him mm. I mean it's um, it's only a few I know there's been a big break but before the break Gerard did leave Coutinho on the bench for two consecutive games brought him on for John McGinn at Manchester City and then just started him against Southampton when well, um, they seem to have a thing where they'll play Coutinho or Buendia and, and much like that Cameron Archer fellow has become better but by not playing that happens with those two as well like they'll play Buendia for a couple of games and he doesn't do anything so then they play Coutinho and he doesn't do anything so they go oh, well Buendia needs to play well okay. Coutinho needs to play I don't know why I'm getting into defending uh, Steven Gerrard against uh, this young fellow but when he's saying he's undroppable he has dropped him mm. yeah just so not this, get your just facts not, right Harry just not this week just not this week no. just not this so there's week. one particular match he was not dropped I do enjoy the uh, the Brummy accent when they're having a little whinge. It's mm. uh, it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah. I think um, before, he, he, if he was annoyed about um, how boring Leeds against Villa was, then I don't know what he he thinks like. Oh, Wolves are decent. Oh, no, I might watch Wolves. <laughs> Looking good luck with that, son. <laughs> Should we get on to Claret and Blue? Yeah, this is, is the this one a Burnley fan, is it? This was the one with the uh, the journalist who West was Ham, I think. who was um, Gerard was criticising. There's uh, I think he's the other one who maybe doesn't uh, doesn't talk in this clip, but yeah, it was it's his podcast anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, Aston Villa were back in action after what felt like a really long international break a couple of rubbish English game, England games in there as well um, and come back exciting raring to go leads away here we go Aston Villa nil-nil uh, really kind of boring game it feels like to talk about you've said it before Moscow but Premier League's not a happy place is it it really isn't a happy place it could be the, the length of gap did disappoint me as well and having to watch that because oh. I was looking forward to it because it's been ages since football's been on yeah spent all your money in the swingers club Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely red raw. <laughs> um, I'm just looking, just looking to do something else on a weekend, really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just turning up Ella Road and just seeing people time waste from from the first minute. It's like, especially when Villa do have this good team full of good players that could yeah. be could make it for an exciting match if both teams wanted to play football. But there is just this paranoia about. Um, I think it, it doesn't help that everybody's on the edge of getting sacked. Everybody's terrified of what happens financially if they get relegated. So unless you are up the top half trying to win the league, you just everything is motivated by fear. And it's probably it's to Jesse Marsh's 
credit that he wants Leeds to play the games fast and that he wants us to keep the ball in play and he wants us to be um, on the front foot and, and trying to attack because so many other teams around us in this kind of upper bottom half um, area of the table that we're hoping one day to escape from are just doing absolutely the opposite and just no matter, spend all the money. Imagine signing Coutinho and playing like that. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. They seem to have watched Burnley go down with this approach and go, yeah. we just need to do that. Well, that's it. When all the teams end up playing the same way, you don't even have a margin anymore because you're just cancelling each other out. And so that's where hopefully Leeds, you know, the one thing you can say about Leeds in the first half in particular is you could see the difference between one team that was trying to get the ball into play and do something with it, even if we're not that, you know, coherent um, or like putting beautiful attacking moves together. We're trying to get the ball in and attack. And then the other team that was absolutely just slowing it down. And it's not only we've been worrying a bit about whether it's a tactic, the way teams will come to Elland Road and try to play the crowd and try to play against us. But Villa were the same against Southampton. One of the worst games the Premier League has ever seen because they're just dour, dire, boring, anti-football, gripped by fear and paranoia, terrified of relegation and what it might mean. So why the fuck did you sign Coutinho and Watkins and Bailey and Ings, all these exciting, and Buendia, they spent £40 million on Buendia. About 35 or something, yeah, yeah. To then line up and play like this and just give him absolutely no chance of impressing anybody. and it just At least Everton got Connor Cody and Tarkowski in. Yeah, yeah, so, so they set themselves up it's, for this. It's intellectually yeah. honest, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And and the one thing that if you can't win the league, which so many teams can't, and you can't qualify for Europe, which so many teams can't, the one thing that is left is to try and entertain. But instead, because of that massive drop off into the championship financially, um, which is the thing that's so annoying, is it's all driven by the financial cost. Um, it just turns everybody into just rigid, horrible, boring. But then do you see Morons. do you see um Leicester against Forest on Monday night last night as we record mm, this? Yeah. And Forest have clearly come up with the optimism of having got promoted from the championship, much in the same way that we did. They've obviously spent an absolute boatload of money on a boatload of players, tried to play on the front foot last night and just got caught out for it. So you can't you almost understand why so many teams do this. But I think yeah. that's why I suggested over like on the Phil Hayes show and this this weekend that the Premier League itself might have a bit of a problem in that regard. It's football as a whole in in some ways because what if you do play like I'm sure Forrest will have been called naive. I didn't watch the game, but I bet you at some point during the conference, oh, this is naive. And Leeds got called naive under by Bielsa somehow, which never made any sense. You know, Blog have been managing international football for 30 years. Oh, he's naive. And it's always been that sense when people say naive, they're talking about sort of growing up and learning that you should not have any fun. Stop and having you, dreams, people. Yeah, and you shouldn't Don't enjoy have aspirations this. To, you shouldn't turn to up, be anything better. It's naive to turn up to a match and expect it to be exciting and enjoyable and to see good football. That's naive because if you do that, you get punished. That's it's why I keep saying we're, um, we're too pure for this division. We're trying to do something at least that borders on entertainment yeah. and we're being stymied by the rest of these The league is basically six teams fighting over four places at the top. So at least two of them are unhappy and the rest just trying to stay up. Yeah. <laughs> that's basic that's basically the structure of the league. And and then the people who finish seventh and eighth don't want to be in the Europa League. Mm. Yeah. And the mass, the the solution it's that gap between the Premier League and the Championship because it's so big that if you go down you can go out of business. And if it wasn't so big, if the championship was actually like a a, a decent division in its right, sort about just the gap being narrower, not whichever one should be richer or, or poorer. If it wasn't such a big gap, you could maybe take it. You get relegated, but your club doesn't fold. 
So you just play different teams and the championship is just a strong division in its, in its own Like right. it used to be. Which well, given... When you look at the championship, I think all, all but about five or six of those teams have had a stint in the Premier League in the last decade yeah. or so. And given its status, like when you rank it alongside European leagues, the championship should be an incredible product and so should make more money. Um, and it should filter down. It shouldn't all be in the Premier League. But Sean, you Har- Sean up... Harvey ran it for a while, didn't he? Though? Yeah. So if, you you, if you've been watching the... the Wrexham documentary, he's the... Uh, I don't want to he's lie there, about. isn't he? Yeah, he's, you he's end up present. in you end up in this accidentally advocating something like a Premier League too, but that's not the solution because that's just more greed. The solution is the opposite of what Angus Kinnear was opposing last year. Is you need to get some way of sharing the money down the leagues more equally, so that there isn't just this half a division at the top of fear about this dire cliff drop that ruins everything for twenty years. If you if you drop off into it all, the, you just do the Norwich thing and bounce both ways. Norwich seem to have um, made peace with it, but that's what causes all the problems. Shite, isn't it? Speaking of Norwich, man, now managed by Dean Smith, who gets a, a mention in this next clip, when they are not outright saying they want Gerrard. No, none of the Villa things we listen to are outright saying Gerrard out. But wasn't it better under... But, but they, none of them would be sad if he was sacked, is the impression you get. It's like I've said a couple of times about Gerard and Villa kind of being on this knife edge of we either go, we win a game and go, oh, okay, maybe we have turned a corner and we're doing something decent. Or we go, oh, we've not really done anything. And what are we doing? What is the what is the style of play? Full yep. time goes and, the, and Twitter is abysmal, shocking, hopeless. Like these, these words that come out every time that we don't win a game. And you just wonder how much longer that can go on for before we go, okay, well, there's got to be a managerial change at some point just to freshen it up, if nothing else. And we just kind of go yeah. in this, this cycle again of, that's what you said before, what, what Matt said about no continuous improvement, which is the line I used to sack Dean Smith. But we had continuous improvement under Stephen Gerrard? No. The calendar year would suggest not, no. But everybody can't continuously improve. Sometimes you're just going to be a bit mediocre, aren't you? Mm. It's like, what are saying that? Like you can see the fear in it there, and I'm guilty of it as well. Like All my anxieties towards Leeds are all born out of fear of relegation. And by rights, I shouldn't be because we're mid-table. And I know it's only a very small sample size so far. But if we were... Twelfth in the Premier League come March, I'd be like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, well, it's the upper edge of. Victor Orta did an interview last week in Spain where he said, "This season we we want to consolidate twelfth uh, to fourteenth. Next season, I think he said tenth to twelfth. Yeah, and then after that, we want to be consistently finishing top ten because if you've consistently top ten, you've then got a chance of getting into Europe. So as long as we're on track for that." then it, it shouldn't be... But as you, as you said, Moscow, the reality of though of 12th to 14th is shit, isn't it? it it's mm. always looking over your shoulder. It's always the fear of relegation. More than, you know, Never more than about five or six points away from it until the shake-up at the end of the season. And I guess it's hoping that there's some value in or some reward for sticking with your plan while others around you. It's where I gave Leeds the credit at this stage of last season because already Dean Smith had been sacked, for example, and we were in a similar position. To, I think we were lower in the league than Aston Villa when Dean Smith got sacked. Yeah, we were. Um, but we were sticking with Bielsa because we're like, no, we believe in this and we think it will work in the long term. We'll get at the end of the season to where we would have been. And I hope we do that with Marsh maybe longer than March. But I think that's probably, the. it's got to be a better tactic because none of these clubs, Villa will not get anywhere if they just get to work till October every season. And they are, where are they in the league now? Like 12th, 14th, 13th? I'll have a look. They're our kind of area, aren't they? And four, they go, 14th, yeah, right. we're 12th, yeah. And 14th every season and you sack your manager. And they're, a when, point, they're a point behind us. Yeah. When 14th is pretty much where it's like the, the, the reaches, of, it's about where you're going to end up if you keep sacking your manager every season. The idea is if you've got a good plan, 
and you're happy with it, it's worth sticking with it. And, yeah. if, and if you're not willing to stick with it, it wasn't a good plan in the first place. So yeah. someone somewhere has fucked it yeah. up at, and the, how at, much, the, at the point of making an appointment. And although I don't enjoy Stephen Gerrard's football, I don't enjoy his hair, I don't enjoy his face. Or his voice. His voice, um, his attitude, anything <laughs> about him really. Um, I, I enjoy it when it falls over. It's hard to think of a what is a better plan than having Stephen Gerrard, and he's got Gary McAllister with him, so he'll do all the, the clever work. <laughs> that's not a bad place for Villa to be you've got he's if he is on this path to becoming England manager one day then why sack him when you're 14th mm. it just you just end up going into the cycle and you'll get somebody else who'll be no good Brighton probably you know everybody's sort of um, praising them because they've got the draw at Liverpool and look seamless moving on from Potter and also then new manager did that great bit of control the high ball he trapped it on them on the, the, with like a back heel and he could kind of, it's a great thing for you to do in your first match because all, all the Brighton players will look at that and go, Knows his apples. Yeah, yeah. Graham never used to do that. <laughs> um, but they just stuck with Potter, whatever happens. And I mocked them for never winning more than nine games a season, but eventually they did. But they were, they knew what they were about and they knew that they had a good manager and they knew that everything is set up right and it's all working right. Keep doing it, keep doing it. And even if we don't dramatically improve because we can't win more than nine games a season, it's better than just throwing yourself into this tombola of like pulling out some random new manager every every October. Meanwhile, they are stuck with him. So let's go back to Villa and... Um, oh, I hope he takes him down. Up the Villa podcast then. But yeah, it was a, a very scrappy affair, wasn't it? I thought we, um, I thought we rattled the Leeds fan base in, in, the, in the ground straight away with a bit of game management from Martinez and, and Ming slowing the slowing the games down, taking their time with the goal kicks and stuff like that. And it, and it transpired onto the pitch and the players were getting frustrated, they were getting edgy and the, the challenges were flying in. And you know, I was standing on the group chat, he's, he's just coming and he's, he, 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 everyone could see it. Everyone could see the red card coming. Could they? Yeah. For that? Mm, not for, for that. that. I thought Rocker might go, but yeah. <laughs> for punching somebody, not for yeah. that. I mean, as, as for rattling the fans, you know, that, that is a, f- a fair shout. And I hate the term rattled because it's got all those kind of those connotations of Twitter and all that bullshit mm. but I think that's what they, they set out to do and as Gerard said in his post-match they set out to to frustrate us and it, and it worked but then I think Villa fans themselves are annoyed that this is the approach they are taking because they're looking at Coutinho and going well can't we just play some nice football and why don't why don't we try and actually win a game and just rather than annoy a team in the first 20 minutes score a goal against them in the first 20 minutes 3, I, get, I get the feeling they're not pleased with it 3,000 people paying what 150 quid each to get to Leeds and Birmingham back and tickets and food and all that to watch it. Oh, well, the fans got rattled. <laughs> Great. Right, let's uh, leave Villa behind You could do that from home. Just go on Twitter and rattle them. You don't mm. have to pay all that money. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We'll leave behind Villa now and move on to the wider world of propaganda. And uh, Stevie Nichol, a longtime favourite of this um, mm. of this show, uh, we always go back to him. He's now a pundit for ESPN in the states. Uh, very, very miserable and dour. Which I think they they've very much clocked this now, haven't they? And they're, looking, they're exploiting it. He's looking a bit dishevelled at the moment. He's I think he's trying to grow a beard, but he just looks a bit like he's not looking after himself properly. He's got he's got, he's got, got like a run out scruffy look about him. You need to keep it smart. Get a trimmer. Uh, a bit of oil. Great fun is uh, Stephen Nichol, former Liverpool defender. Bit of a maverick when it comes to his diet. We've seen things where he'll eat a full like pack of cri- like crisps, a multi pack, like, like a six pack. Before, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but no, he's he was talking about us in the Villa game and us Leeds United. Oh, you know what I mean. Um, typically, like the world's colliding. He's he's back, suddenly starts calling us out on he's ESPN. He's back in the swingers club again. He's, he's dour and unenthusiastic about us, but he's, he's, he's dour and unenthusiastic probably, about everything. Probably about right. But I think there's worse sides than Leeds, and I think oh, there yeah. are, I think there are sides that that don't have the togetherness that Leeds have. You know, it would be great if I could talk about Leeds having real quality from from back middle to front. But the truth is, they don't. But what they do is they're organised. They have a lot of heart, and they they don't let you settle. They get after you when they can, uh, and I think that'll probably be just enough to to keep them in the in the Premier League. It's good, isn't it? Premier League. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's Nickel is. I would argue that Melier has a lot of quality, and then when if we get Bamford back, that's a lot of quality in attack. And then Sinistera, if we see him for more than um, a game and a half in the Premier League, I think there's a lot of potential quality there. Brendan Aronson, only 21. Tyler Adams could become whatever he wants in in midfield as he gets used. So there's. Um, do you think it's real quality though, or do you not think we've got a, a, a decent number of Good standard players, but very few match winners. I think, I I think the, the players you mentioned there as well, I, I think they're, I guess if you're looking at their peak ability, is probably a few years away, I suppose, mm. for, for Melier and um, Aronson and Sinistera. So they're, they're, yeah, they're, sure. they're good now. but Yeah, but we, we'll still be playing games in the future when they're better. So yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think he's just meaning like, there's not like this sort of, uh, we don't have Rafinha anymore. But Sinistera, <laughs> if we see more of him, mm. could be. Just as good, and it didn't take long for Rafinha to make it. It's not made long, taken long for Sinistera to make his mark. That goal mm. at Brentford was absolutely incredible. And it's a shame that was, there's probably been more discussion and replays of him sticking the leg out to stop a free kick than of him scoring one of the best goals that we've seen so far this season. And also, we're still quite new to this game seven with, you know, it's Marsh's first full season with his all his summer signings. So it's, it's shut up, Steve. Basically, 20 games, isn't it? And we're we're built, trying to build something. Yeah, we changed. Yes, Marsh has had twenty games. Yeah, 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 and we've changed like half the team halfway through that because we did. Um, it was one of the things I was cautious about when there was so much desperation for us to sign somebody just before the end of the transfer window was that we are um, the starting lineup on Sunday had five new players and it's in, it's fifty percent change of outfield and that's a lot mm. um, to to be going on with. Give us time, Stevie. I mean, you've, Nichols got plenty of time. Open another bag of crisps. Get <laughs> some more mashed potatoes on the, the hob. Let's not talk about us anymore. Let's laugh at scum, shall we? Well, I mean, the, the, the longer that goes on. I mean, we was trying to. 
They're more reasonable. Obviously, there's the, there's the standard people, the Canadian boy who shouts and stuff. But even he was, his heart wasn't really in it either. I watched, um, I saw a super cut of Goldbridge reacting mm. to these. And I don't think his heart's in it, if well, it ever was. I was going to say, well, the reason we never have Goldbridge on this is because he's cosplaying as a scum yeah. fan, isn't he, essentially? Because he he, he's like he from gets, Nottingham or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets clicks. and we, There seems to be some, if he was ever a scum fan, he was not very much mm. of one. But even the the things that he used to go viral for, you're like, this would have been meat and drink to him three years ago. But it was just empty of mm. void of everything. And it was kind of being posted around, ha ha, look at Goldbridge. And it's like, he's not even doing anything. The word he'd got, he'd got um, the word massacre. I think he'd looked up the word massacre. So he just said that over and over again. And he must have known it was coming. So he's prepared. He'd prepared a couple of lines about like puppies being fed to lions or something that's like not very good. And it's really, I don't know why anybody would sit and watch 90 Minutes. This is why I, I do, it's why we've never kind of done the, the performative stuff. And, and this is not me trying to blow our trumpet, but I I can't do it because I couldn't put on that front all the time. Mm. It's like it's like a performance or a stage play, isn't it? I can mm. just, it looks, seems like hard work. He looks incredibly bored. Yeah. Which is good. I'm glad they've, they've reached that stage of it, just accepting where their, what their position actually yeah. is now. It's kind of bored of being angry. Yeah, I can't be, I can't bothered to try and make content out of us being this terrible and on that then let's hear from Stretford Paddock shall we yeah, they're, they're, they're some, genuine yeah they're some of the more reasonable scum fans and you can see here on this this is at full time having just been absolutely pumped 6-3 in the derby and 6-3 they were lucky to get the three they flattered they? them didn't so, they but they've just sort of they're kind of alright with it right that's going to be all from us we'll be back for the review fucking ride. very very shortly one of the maddest games of football I've ever seen in my entire life. Nine goals. A nine goal thriller at the Etihad. Too many of them for my Andy Martial scores a brace during a nine goal thriller at the Etihad. Are we just deluded or what? What? Why, why are we? That was we're not delusion. that sad. <laughs> What's happening? Right. Cause we, it's cause because I think we won a moral victory in our job. Yeah. We did, we did. Yeah. Actually. What a fucking match. Technically, yeah. technically, did we win the second half? Yeah, we won the second yeah. half. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, who gets to keep the ball? When was the last time two fuckers scored? They, they played on when Varane was on the floor, which is disgusting. United never do that. Yeah, we never um, do that. Also, that, that VAR offside, did the ball go out decision look ropey to me? Yeah. So you can so that's two, four, that, those two goals can go. Yeah. And then um, obviously, not to mention the fact that, you know, one of the goals was scored when we weren't trying. Yeah. That. We had 10 men on the pitch for one of the goals, didn't we? Yeah. Frightening echoes of those justifying <laughs> since yeah. they're not being sent off. <laughs> and also... It, they're, they're laughing at it. it. Reminded us of us laughing about Ten Goal Tuesday of Forest beating a seven three and Preston beating a six four and games you just had to come in from and go. Well, so a lot of goals. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it was kind of entertaining in its own awful, awful way. But yeah, they learned to live with it, which is is it good or bad? I can't decide. I mean, I almost had some. I quite thought that some of that was funny. It's, it's funny, and I don't want to be. It was good. I don't want to be laughing with them. I want to be laughing at them. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I, I suppose it's because you recognise it in yourself, isn't it? Like we've sat here and done that many a time over games where you go fucking hell yeah. we're awful aren't we I mean it was 6-1 when City made their last four changes so that kind of is why they got the then mm. the two from Marshall in the last six minutes and yeah three uh, three each year. I think that's the other thing as well is that and we may discover this on um, Boxing Day I hope not Erling Haaland has kind of shifted everything quite a long way in a different direction, hasn't he? Where it's just they've had to break open a new section of the logarithmic graph, haven't they? Yeah, and if he's doing that against your team, then you just have to because he's bringing the best out of Phil Foden as well. And isn't he um, currently on track to score something like seventy-eight goals this, <laughs> this season? Well, there was the, the tweet that, that summed it up. I saw over the weekend was that 
He's only nine goals short now of last year's golden boot total. Mm. And there's 30 games left. In two, I think in 2003, um, I think it was the Guardian podcast had this, that he, he would have been third top scorer already for the entire season. Um, Jesus. Which, that was quite a low scoring season, but still it's... Um, and yeah, so he's just completely changed everything. And if he's doing that against you, and even they mentioned then like, who's going to get the match ball, it's kind of disgusting the level of that City have gone to. So the interview that they were watching, um, I've since seen, is Foden and Harland being interviewed together. And the question is, so like, who's going to keep the, get the match ball? And um, Foden kind of says, oh, I think we get one each one. And he puts his arm around it. Harland puts his arm around it and he says, one for the first half, one for the second half. And then they, they, um, the interviewer says, oh, well, um, we had the same problem with the Man of the Match award, so you have to share that as well. And then they're both like, oh, that's absolutely fine. We'll, we'll chop it in half and we'll share all this. And they're walking away, arm in arm. And it's just like, I mean, I'm hoping Haaland sticks to this idea of he's going to move on after two seasons at every club because I can't have another 15 years of him at Manchester City with Foden as well being what, like basically a child. It's just frightening. We need, we need Pep Guardiola to leave as well, don't we? I think he needs to leave. That, so they need to get somebody who's not quite as good just to take the edge off him a bit. Haaland... Mm. Goes off to Real Madrid or Barcelona, wherever he's due to go yeah. to next, and just give everybody else. Yeah, if they take them, but I mean, if they get rid of Guardiola but keep Haaland, they'll probably still be fine because he'll just keep scoring goals, and then everybody will say, "Well, Fraudiola never did anything." Um, Fraudiola. But then, if you take <laughs> them, fraud. if you take them both out, <laughs> but what about Guardiola? Hey, oh, nev- I've never claimed to be good at anything. <laughs> Can we go back to Stratford Panic? I want to hear yes. well, I went, well, I went, to, I went to Andy Tate, who's the more nasal one. He, he's always got a word that he uses over and over again. I can't remember what it is. Or he'll, he'll have like... So I went I went to him expecting him because he was like in tears after they got beat by Man City last year. And even he's all right. Not bothered. Your general demeanour didn't seem quite as down as you have been after some of the big defeats last year. <laughs> no, no, because like they are... Well, basically they are the Death Star. And you're going, you're going in there... Basically, to try and do something, get something. Uh, I said I was a bit disappointed, but you move on. <laughs> I've never heard anything as Mancunian in my life. Oh, the uh, that's the plot of Star Wars, wasn't it? You got to go in the Death Star, <laughs> and you, you got to do something, and you got to get something. You got to fire down that exhaust pipe. Oh, even no, not the exhaust pipe. Just go in there, do something, get something. That's Yoda's exact words. Go in there, do something. Get Shomai. Someone should redub it, redub it with, uh, with Stretched that. it out for six <laughs> six episodes. Disney Plus have got about fucking 200 hours of content out of that idea. <laughs> Do Shomai. Get Shomai. They need to get him in the, the changing rooms. Not Eric Ten Hag saying that's oh well, no, Ronaldo, we don't want to embarrass you by uh, putting you on the pitch for this game. The rest of you, do somewhat, get somewhat. Isn't isn't it amazing that that accent is only what thirty or forty miles away from where we are sat right now? It's a big it's, hill. It's it is a big. It's I, I mean, I, I do think even within Manchester, that's quite an extreme example. In yeah. fairness, <laughs> there will be people who live next door to him going, "Fucking hell, I don't tone it down a bit." If that was on the Welcome to Wrexham documentary, that that have subtitles. Mm. Um, right on to uh, well, another Sa- one, have we? Well, Said TV. So he was. Um, is that his name? Said Said TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, Very far-sighted the, the, parents. The TV family. He came to the rescue... <laughs> Mr. Li- Mr. Channel. He came to the rescue a little bit by being um, by being upset. And he'd, he'd given a load of pre-game chat as well. He was quite buoyant pre-game, so... How could you be buoyant going into this well, game? Well, this is what he was saying before the match. <laughs> like Ted Hagstead said, yeah, era's come to an end. Maybe it's the start of our era. 
We need to establish ourselves today and moving on forward. City fans need to recognise who we are, man. We're Man United Football Club. Let's get back to having that chest, man. It's confidence. It's energy. We're having it. We're having it. You've got to have the energy. You've got to have it. Peter says, Harlan Hattrick on another day, yeah? Not today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> North London is red. What will Manchester be? Red. I've answered your question there, Darren. Red. Yeah, Darren. Red. Right. Like, it's not about... There's something called jinxing, yeah? And there's something called having energy, having it on Derby Day. It's Derby Day. We don't feel weak on Derby Day. When it's leading up to the day, when it's all this, we can analyse it respectfully. But on Derby Day, it's different energy. This is Manchester United. We, we got that, which was great. We ticked that book. Eat that, all the energy chat. It sounded like that motivational knobhead speaker you've dug out before on mm. this show. Who we, we've discovered again. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, I, yeah. sent, I sent you a link to his, his Spotify, didn't I? Sweet, baby. He's done some Jeez. songs. 36 monthly listens, no less. <laughs> yeah. Can I just, should... I'm just going to go back to him because I searched for him. So he'll be in my. If you want to listen to him, uh, Chris, Chris Barris Brown on Spotify has done, um, he's done a few songs. I mean, we could really up his listens here, couldn't Jesus we? Jesus Christ. Uh, let me have a look. Um, are they covers or are they original? No, they're original tracks. He's it's... got a thing where he. He sort of sings like that and then he goes really low and then he come back up high with a he, 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 he. Uh, the energy level's fluctuating. His it's, latest single is called Crayons and it's it's got under a thousand listens so it doesn't show the number beneath a thousand yeah. on Spotify but come on lady. Um, one yeah. pound fish. Yeah, lady. Have a, have a look. One pound fish. It's not a cover of that sadly which yeah, is a good a song. Is his biggest hit with uh, 5,395 listens at the time. That's pretty good. Lover and Friend is in there. Inside as well. Mm. <laughs> okay. Whatever you want to be inside of. Was that the Sean Bean documentary? <laughs> I don't know. Not a documentary, was it? It was a what drama. I, yeah. yeah he's, mis- an, he's an actor. <laughs> I misunderstood that. <laughs> Can't believe Sean Bean's actually in prison. He played for, when he played for Sheffield United. <laughs> Then he ended up in that other world, didn't he, with the orcs and stuff. I didn't watch that one, though. <laughs> He's had an exciting life for a, a lad from Sheffield. The orcs yeah, and yeah. stuff. Right, then. Uh, so that was pre-game. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. the energy. And we'll, no uh, hat-trick. We'll play you out with a... It's quite long, this, but this is the various goals flying in. Is this in. a, a supercut of misery? It is, indeed. Excellent. Well, thank you for watching and listening, and enjoy this as we uh, as we play you out. Where's your man? Where's your man? Get at him! Are you backing off? Watch across, watch across... Where's the ball? Flipping man. Where was the defence? Where was the defence, man? You might need to do some beating Where in this, I've realised. There's a oh few C-bombs God, later on. Who's Michael Foden? So Varane is coming off now. So we're one man down now here. Varane's not even in the flipping pitch. Can't even bear to watch this. He goes from flipping to the C-bomb. Uh, yeah, I thought it was being quite polite though. With flipping hell, oh, which is an unusual variation. Defend while mm. you can. Oh, it's fucking. Is it two 0 It's fucking two 0 Ah, he's oh. he's gone at two 0 It's not flipping anymore, <laughs> it's is it? Two oh. Yeah. By the time uh, Harlan's putting his hat trick in, it's uh, it's descended. We've got to stay in this now till half time. A respectable scoreline of two 0 Spoiler. Because if it goes three, then this game over. It's game over. Talking about game Where's over. Where's the energy? is here now. Gotta believe. What's he fucking doing? De Bruyne? Is anyone gonna fucking mark him? Where's the back ball? The fucking hell, man! Where's the marking? Where is it? Shite, this is absolutely shite. Running here. 
Anyone gonna go at him? Is anyone gonna go at him? Yeah, it's four fucking nil. It's four fucking nil. So fucking. What the fuck is going on? Four minutes, four nil, forty-four minutes in a match of derby. What is this, man? It's derby day. It is derby I don't deserve day. this. I don't deserve this, man. You do. What's I wrong mean... with it's Ireland, man? It's not normal. Flipping hell, man. Just, honestly, just try and stay away from that hat trick for Haaland and we'll be all right, man. Can't stand if that fucking gets a, a hat trick. As long as he stays away from that, fucking hell. That's me. That's me, all right, man. Fucking Haaland, you know. Right. Watch the cross. Watch the cross. It's fucking Haaland. It's hat trick. It's had a fucking hat trick. It's a flipping hat trick for that fucking. <laughs> can't stand him. I can't stand this guy, man. Who is he, man? He's Alfie's he son. Of? He's Alfie's son. It's absolutely... Leeds DNA. Oh. Look at that. Nobody's even pressing. Where's Where's the help? Folders on it. Oh, it's fucking six. Is he still there? Yeah. <laughs> Please, can we beat him this season? Is he all right? <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 